Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. I'm Vaughn DiCarlo, aka Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Um, today is an interesting day for me. I feel like I'm going through a transition and I'm learning some things that I would like to share. So here we go. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm a very spiritual person. I, I flow off of energy. I think I'm a wizard. I think I can see through everything based on the energy that's flowing and coming towards me. And, you know, sometimes I overthink. Well, let me rephrase that. Most of the time, I overthink things. And I'm trying to, like a lot of us in life, we try to get better, right? Know better, do better. And nobody has all the answers. I don't care who they are and how wise they seem. At the end of the day, a person is only wise based on experience, right? That's why the older you get, the more you learn. If you're open, you grow. And then you have a lot to offer to others. Um, which this world is a reciprocal world, as as it should be. Um, some people don't get that memo in their lifetime, which is very unfortunate. Um, but I'm not a selfish person. Uh, I, I like to think of myself as someone who looks to reciprocate. Um, but sometimes you don't know how to do that if if you don't first gather and trust the circumstances that you're in. And fear absolutely can overtake a lot of blessings and you you wanna make sure that that doesn't happen as best as you can. So for me, what I do when I get into certain circumstances, I really try to get closer to God. I've learned in my lifetime that the further away from my spiritual uh, meditations and spiritual self, uh, the further the, the further away from God I am, the further away from myself I become. And it's it's hard because life is an everyday thing, an everyday routine. You you get up, you hustle, you do your thing. You you have your goals, you have your dreams, you have your personal relationships, you have your work relationships, you have your your children, you have you have life, right? So life hits you, and sometimes you neglect your spiritual self, which is like neglecting your self self because you the close the the closest you can be to God if you believe in God is the closest you can be is within your own self within your own spirit within your own heart within your own mind so in taking care of yourself you are um in a lot of ways taking care of your relationship with God so sometimes, like I said, you you will go through life and you get caught up into the everyday routine of life, whatever your routine is, and you forget to take care of yourself uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and then it all ties in together. If you guys follow me on Instagram or have listened to me on any of my podcasts or any guest podcasts that I've done, or if you've come to see me do stand up, I talk about my weight journey to 145 um, from where I'm at now <laughs> in a whopping like 180 something. You know, I, I've talked about my weight gain a lot and my struggles in, in trying to lose the weight and become better physically not necessarily because of how I look 
Like, I get it. A lot of people on Instagram, at Carlo. if you're not already following me. Um, CoachVon.com gets you to all my links, to all my social media. But anyway, um, if you are following me, then you know that I talk about it a lot, like I said. And it's not necessarily a vanity thing. When I was younger, I always say vanity saved my life in a lot of ways because, like, my Aunt Cindy Mae, um, God rest her soul, she was a, a crackhead. But she... She, I didn't wake up in my youth and she was a crackhead. She was just Aunt Cindy Mae. And I remember growing up in the hood, you know, in the projects, I would go to my cousin Monique's house who recently passed as well. God rest her soul as well. But my cousin Monique, we grew up, me, my sister, Michelle and Monique, we grew up like siblings. My sister and Monique are only a few months apart like they used to sleep in the same crib like that type of closeness and my aunt Cindy Mae was her mom and when we were growing up I remember you know I always say I grew up in the New Jack City era of when crack hit you know late 80s early 90s you know when it got really bad or whatnot I grew up in that time period and uh, it hit my family pretty hard and most of my family did succumb to drugs. And my Aunt Cindy Mae, who I adored growing up, she was funny to me. Um, she had a fun spirit. And she believed in me before I even knew who I was. She knew who I was. She always said that I was special and would grow up and 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 be an actress and, and, and be on TV and all of these things. And I don't know what she saw in me, but I was little and she used to tell me that and probably has something to do with me performing all the time and trying to make people laugh and, and all of that jazz. And and I, I was really into Whoopi Goldberg and I, I would do her one woman show characters and I would always try to sing and I could sing a little, you, you guys heard me sing, but I, I'm not a singer. You know, I could carry a tune here and there, but I don't consider myself a, a, a singer. Like where I'm from, a singer is like, there's Whitney Houston, and Aretha Franklin and all the greats, you know. So I never really, my voice isn't that. And I, I know where I'm at with my talents. And I, I'm walking in my grace and I'm privileged to be able to do stand-up. But getting back to my point, my Aunt Cindy Mae um, was gorgeous. Like Pam Greer, old school, bell-bottom 70s, gorgeous. And her and her best friend, Honey, used to kick it you know we would be over Monique's house my aunt Cindy Mae's house and you know we're kids we're little so we're just playing or whatever and I remember my um aunt Cindy Mae and her best friend Honey used to like have music on you know music was a big part of my youth growing up and you know that 70s sound you know in the background of of my youth my Aunt Cindy Mae would have that music on and her and Miss Honey would be getting ready to go out on on the weekend. You know, they would be getting dressed and kicking it and having a good time and they would be drinking beer. You know, 40 ounces was a big deal where I was from. You get that $2 40 ounce beer, that old English, you know. They would be drinking beer and smoking weed. No big deal, right? And then as time passed, I noticed the weed had a funny smell to it. And I didn't know what it was, but I later learned in life 
that um, they started lacing the weed with cocaine. And then, you know, Aunt Cindy May and, and Miss Honey stopped going out so much. You know what I mean? We didn't see them leave the house anymore when the party started. It used to be that they were just kicking it, listening to music, getting dressed, and it's like, all right, kids. You know, Clinton, the, the oldest, you know, my cousin Clinton, Monique's brother, you know, was like, hey, watch the kids, because he was the oldest. We going out. And then the going out stopped. And they would just be in, in the kitchen behind that, the, the beaded curtains, if you remember the little beaded curtains back in the day. And we're kids, so, you know, kids are nosy. We sort of sneaking in and peeking in. And essentially, they had started, you know, smoking crack out of the pipe, you know, over the stove, start, you know, their eyebrows started going and eventually heroin, like the whole nine. So whenever I like I don't drink or smoke weed, it could be ingrained in me. I know it's not true that it's always a gateway drug. I know plenty of people who drink and they're not alcoholics. That's right, yeah, alcoholic. I have one, two, maybe two drinks. I'm an alcoholic now. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm goofy. I cannot ever say alcoholic without thinking about the the movie The Five Heartbeats when Eddie K was like, what, what? I had one, two, maybe two drinks. I'm an alcoholic now. <laughs> but no, you have one, two, maybe two drinks. You're not an alcoholic. But if you on some Eddie Kane shit, you a damn alcoholic. Um, sometimes that's hard for me to recognize and I get uncomfortable um, but I don't, I, my whole family on my dad's side, not whole family, that's an exaggeration, but the majority of them, a lot of them, especially my aunt Cindy May and, and a lot of the other ones that I admired in that way, um, you know, crack got to them and maybe in the back of my mind, I felt like weed and drinking and all that is a gateway drug because of that. And like I said, no, I'm not saying that that's true of everyone. There's plenty of people that smoke weed and never touch cocaine and never feel a need to get higher than whatever weed does. But whenever I would try to smoke, I always felt like my Aunt Cindy May. And I said that whole story to address the idea that vanity saved my life when I was younger because, you know, I grew up, I was a pretty little girl. I was always told, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. I heard that every day. You're so pretty, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. And, um, you know, I saw what drugs did to my Aunt Cindy Mae, who was gorgeous. And then, you know, she turned into the, a crackhead, heroin addict zombie. You know, the tracks, the the no eyebrows, the skinniness, the the sunken face, the missing teeth. Well, however you picture it, that's what it became. That's what she became, not it, I'm sorry. Um, that's what my Aunt Cindy Mae became, and it scared me. So whenever I would smoke weed, whatever I tried, weed, I would feel like my Aunt Cindy Mae. I would feel like, oh my God, I'm going to become this zombie, this crackhead zombie. And it scared me. And, you know, when I was younger... The reason I say vanity saved my life is because it was when you're younger and you're you're a girl that's always told you're pretty and and you start to place your value in your pretty, you know, you will run like hell <laughs> or at least I did from anything 
that would take away your value. Um, as I got older and I realized that my value isn't in my pretty, that's just an icing on a cake that people find me attractive. Um, but that my value is so much more than that on so many different levels. And it took a long time for me to learn that. But when I was younger, thank God I at least had that, right? Because who knows what I would have tried and and what would have happened to me. Um, but I'm not 19-year-old me. I'm not 13-year-old me. I'm not 7-year-old me. I'm not 20-year-old me. Hell, I'm not even 30-year-old me. I'm, I'm in a place in life where you have to learn to be you differently. You have to learn to live your life as who you are today. And, you know, a lot of trauma in your life can get you stuck. And so I've been doing a lot of thinking about that and trying to grow. And and I am growing. I shouldn't say trying. I am growing. But there's a lot of places where I get stuck and, and I'll fall backwards into old habits and, and fear will set in and um, I'll have a hard time with certain things. Um, sometimes career things that are coming at me and sometimes personal life things and relationships that are coming at me that I, I may um, or may not be handling well, but I want to grow and I want to be better. So where did that lead me? And why am I sharing this with you today is... Like I said at the top of the podcast, uh, CoachVon.com, um, for links to all podcasts and social media. I have to say that as we go along. Um, but anyway, um, the the reason I'm sharing that is because I had somewhat of an epiphany today. Like I said, when I start getting into those modes, those those down, you know, because life is a roller coaster, up, down, up, down, up, down. You're not always up top doing well and and you know killing it in life like yeah I got that right again and then sometimes you're in the lower part of the roller coaster and climb, trying to climb back up that hill you know hell I I keep being wrong in basketball y'all know I, my picks be good my picks are so good but I don't know my picks have fallen off I picked the bucks in the east and they almost got there, but you know, you know, old saying almost doesn't count, right? So Toronto wins in the East, and I'm like, damn, I didn't get it again. What's, you know, am I not paying enough attention? What's going on? So anyway, the epiphany wasn't about basketball. I was, that was just, I was just trying to use an example of, you know, up, down, up, down. Sometimes you're always right, and you're at the top of that roller coaster, and then you got that thrill ride going down, and then when you get to the bottom you're like whoa I gotta climb all the way back up there what's going on you know I'm sure you feel me anyway the darkest moments is where you have just like in stand-up comedy when you bomb usually you find something amazing in in that bomb in that silence in in learning why that bit didn't work it could be that hey it just wasn't funny just do something else or it could be, you know, sometimes I listen back to my sets and I'm like, wow, ghetto child, enunciate. You know, that they, they didn't understand what you were saying because in that particular moment, you let your accent slip in a little too heavy, heavy, 
and you didn't enunciate. Like, control your language a little bit better and maybe, you know, that particular bit would have went over well. So it's just little things you learn um, that maybe you wouldn't have noticed had you not been, had you not bombed in that set or um, relating it back to what I'm saying. Sometimes the dark moments reveal things to get you back in the light. So where did that bring me today and why am I sharing? Spiritually, you just have to sit still sometimes and let things come to you, right? So I'm going through a lot right now, most of which I'm not going to reveal here because it's unnecessary. It's enough to say I'm going through a lot right now, like we all are. We all have things to work out personally, professionally, the whole nine. But I keep seeming to run into the same wall run into the same feeling. So I, 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 I said to myself, okay, I need to take a minute. I need to sit still. I need to talk to God, my inner self, my closest, the closest I could get to God is just really understanding and talking to myself. Like if you, again, if you follow me on social media, you have seen me, uh, my hashtags stay in the light. Um, you may have seen me post in my stay, stay in a light um, moments um, when it comes to God, look within. Excuse me. I just burped. I'm so gross. <laughs> I can't have a serious moment without doing something goofy, right? Pardon me. Anyway, look within. Look within. That's where you'll you'll find the answers. But you have to sit still. And you have to listen. And you have to be honest with yourself. Sometimes when I get into those modes, not sometimes, pretty much all the time, when I start really paying attention, things start to come to me on its own. It may come through uh, music. It may come through a quote that I see floating by on my timeline on Instagram. It, it could come in the Bible and in a book. Uh, before I open my Bible and read it, a lot of times I'll pray. I'll, I'll ask for guidance. Open When I open up the Bible, let it open to a page to something that I need, a lesson that I need to, a parable, a story, a, a lesson. Because whether you believe in God or not and, and whether how seriously you take the Bible religiously doesn't matter to me. It's That's all debatable. Absolutely. I'm not saying that um, there aren't things in the Bible that are controversial or questionable what I'm saying is how I utilize it for myself is I'll pray over it and I'll ask for guidance and I'll want to open it to a page where I can learn something from one of the stories there are a lot of life lessons in the Bible right so today I did that um, and things have been coming to me in several different ways. The first way was music. So I went to the gym and I think, uh, and again, this could be debatable as well. And you could argue back and forth, but I don't get into the alternative details of anything that I'm saying. I stay right on what I'm talking about. And in this particular, this particular song today, um, when I was at the gym, not just the song, the artist, I was like, you know, what music can I put on? Not to just work out to, but to inspire me and get me to thinking and get my juices flowing. And I thought about Jay-Z 
And I was like, absolutely. Let me put on 444 and just listen to the whole album. And the very first track, Kill Jay-Z, turns out um, that's the only track that I listened to over and over again. And it started the epiphany that I was having. Kill Jay-Z, um, the lyrics. Let's, let's, um, if you don't know the song, you can look it up and listen to it. But the lyrics that jumped out to me, Kill Jay-Z, They'll Never Love You, um, You'll Never Be Enough, Let's Just Keep It Real, Jay-Z, Fuck Jay-Z, I Mean You Shot Your Own Brother, How Can We Know If We Can Trust Jay-Z, um, And You Know Better, I Know You Do, But You Gotta Do Better, Boy, You Owed It To Blue, um, you had no father, you had the armor, but you had a daughter, gotta get softer, die Jay-Z, this ain't back in the days, Jay-Z, here it comes, here comes my epiphany, die Jay-Z, this ain't back in the days, Jay-Z, you don't need an alibi, Jay-Z, cry Jay-Z, we know the pain is real, but you can't heal what you never reveal, what's up Jay-Z? You know you owe the truth to the youth that fell in love with Jay-Z. And it goes on and on and on. And he's just being honest about who he was versus who he is today. And it gave me chills. And I'm like, boom, there it is. The reason I think I keep bumping into the same walls, the same fears, the same lack of trust with others, with myself, with my own decisions, with, with all these things is because die, Vaughn D, die. Your old self has brought you to where you are. But the, in order to really level up and move on to the next chapter in your life that you deserve that is going to bring you happiness and joy and success and peace and all of these things that you know you want and deserve. You have to know that you, you do deserve these things. The old you, in a lot of ways, has to die. What Jay-Z was saying in this song was, hey, He's talking to himself saying, hey, you're operating as your old self in your new life. We all do things to grow and get better. Or at least we should. That's, that's my goal is to grow and get better. But if you let seven-year-old you, 12-year-old you, 13, 18-year-old uh, you, 20-year-old, whatever old you is operating your life, it's not going to work. See, vanity is not going to save my life at this point. I know my value is, I like being pretty. I'm a woman, I, but I don't care about it. Like how I did when I was 20, when I thought that that was my value. And I had to learn that I was more than my pretty, right? So vanity's not going to get me to the gym. I'm not that... How I look isn't going to get me to the gym. How I feel is going to get me to the gym. How I feel physically when I get out of the bed. How I feel uh, as I get older. And if I don't take steps towards getting stronger, I'll just naturally, my, my, my machine that is my body 
will grow weaker. You have to work at being stronger mentally and physically as you get older. You have to maintenance yourself differently than you were when you were 20. And yes, we've heard that before. It's 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 a different thing when you start to experience it rather than just hear about it. So die, Vaughn D. Die, old you. You got to go. You're in the way of your new self, your more improved self, your your wise self, your stronger self. You're in the way. So when when that part of the song hit and I started getting chills and I was like, oh, is that the 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 inner message? Is this what God is trying to tell me that in order to move forward, this is what you have to work on? So I said, um, let me let me go a bit further. Let me go a bit further. So there's a book that I've had that is in pieces because I've had it so many years by Ayana Van Zandt, um, Acts of Faith. And I met her at Sirius XM and I had her sign it and she laughed. She was like, what did you do to this book? It is, it is torn apart. <laughs> but she signed it and I told her, I said, this, this book helped me through so many moments and um each day there's like a uh something to read like an affirmation and 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 um quotes and things and it's dated so i said out of curiosity today is may 29th let me open it up let me open up the book to that date and without even flipping to the page it just opened up and my thumb was on the left-hand side of the page, which is yesterday's date, May 28th, which yesterday was a really rough day for me, a lot of which I brought on myself. Um, so I said, okay, maybe it's not about today, May 29th. Let me read May 28th, and I'll read it. Um, the Yoruba proverb says, you must be willing to die in order to live. That's the very first thing at the top of the page. No lie. You could get the book yourself and look it up. You must be willing to die in order to live. And Ayana, that's a uh, proverb. And um, uh, Ayana Van Zandt wrote, most of us have been taught that death is the ultimate end. Death is frightening. It is dark. It is unknown beyond our control. We resist death. We brace ourselves against it. We run away because we do not understand death merely means change. When single people marry, their single life dies. As people age, their days of youth are gone. Death is the prerequisite of change. When we become willing to change, we learn to accept death as a meaningful new beginning. We may never like the idea of death, it may never make us comfortable. However, when we want to change anything in life, we must be willing to face death. And then the meditation part at the bottom is, I move peacefully through the darkness into the light of change. Wow, coincidence or God, you determine it for yourself. But I know for me, I'm like, okay, all right, this is great. And this is also something to share. 
So I said, let me go to my Bible. I have the Hope for Today um, Bible, Joel Osteen Bible, and it has little hope notes throughout the Bible, which I think is pretty cool. So I did my prayer. I said, let me open the book and see, let me open the Bible and see what lesson it opens up to. And it opened up to a hope note that is, is on page 809. And the hope note says, for, uh, it, the hope note is titled, Higher Thoughts. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 9. So that's the part of the Bible that this particular message that he's writing about is coming from. And what he wrote is, God's dream for your life is so much bigger than your own. He wants to bless you indeed and in larger territory. His ways and thoughts are so much higher than ours and his plan is so much bigger than, than we can imagine. Choose today to focus on the good things God has in store for you. Don't allow circumstances of life to drag your thoughts down. Choose, operative word, choose. Choose to think God's thoughts by meditating on his word. The scripture says to set your mind on things above. Those things above are God's thoughts and ways which are, I am blessed and highly favored. I am above only and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I am the victor, not a victim. I am righteous and my path shines brighter and brighter to the full day. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. When you allow those higher thoughts to fill your mind, they will direct your steps and you will rise higher in life. Wow. Enlarge your territory, enlarge your mind. Step out of the old new and into the new you. Allow it to happen. Let go of fear. Let go of all these things so that the new you, your higher self, your higher thoughts, the person that is closer and more connected to God by way of just experience and surviving in this life alone, right? Um, I, I will say... These things are all very ins inspiring to me and very exciting. I also admit that easy said, easier said than done, right? We have these epiphanies. We have these moments and this like, all right, I'm going to go kill it today. I'm going to do better. And then we fall back. Um, but just like if I bomb on stage, I, I may take one thing that I hold on to and that helped me grow for my next set, Right. And I never made that mistake again. As they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I may fall back um, or you may fall back um, when you have these epiphanies into some dark moments. But if you have one thing that you held on to that you don't repeat, then you grew. So what I'm taking out of this is something that I never really attach myself to before which is you know the whole die jay-z die vondy old self you gotta go you're getting in the way of my new shit you ain't even having a good time when you're supposed to be having a good time you're scared of happiness like come on what are you doing 
What do you, 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 you're, you, you have the privilege of living your dreams in New York City. You know, you have people that love you. You got your haters. But you know, don't we all? Right? Uh, yeah. So I wanted to share that today. I thought that was, um, that I thought that that was something that the people who listen to Coach Vaughn podcast would attach to. And I appreciate all of you sticking with me and following me. And um, those of you who that support the podcast through the Patreon, um, thank you. And those of you who um, support my stand-up and come out to see me live, thank you. Those of you who support me on social media and follow me and, and like all my stuff, um, because you know numbers count in this game, this crazy game that we're in, uh, thank you. And um, for those of you who hate me, thank you too. Because one thing that I do know is, um, and I tweeted this out on Sunday because it uh, T.D. Jake said it when I was watching church online, streaming church. Um, yeah, he said something along the line, and you can find me on Twitter at Vondi Carlo to see it exactly because I'm not going to look it up right now. But the gist of what he was saying is, um, don't worry about your enemies. They God will use them as your footstool. Like people think that they're trying to take you down, but really they're setting you up. Because if God is for me, who could be against me, right? So live confidently in the light. Don't live confidently in the dark. Uh, it only gets darker. But if you live in a light, it gets brighter. How about that? Um, it's a weird world we live in where it seems easier. It seems easier to live in a dark because the light seems so hard to, you know, it's hard to be positive and, and give yourself like a boost every day. But um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I hate to throw this quote out there because here's another controversial person that said something amazing at one point that stuck to me, which was Kanye West. Um, in one of his songs a long time ago, he said, um, for me, giving up is way harder than trying. And I'll leave it there today. Um, giving up is way harder than trying. If I give up personally, professionally, um, that'll kill my spirit way faster than pushing through whatever hard times it, it is to get through to the next level. Um, so kill Von D, right? Die Von D, get out of here. Get your old 19, late 80s, 70, 90 self out of here. Don't let your old self destroy the new you. Um, I'm not saying forget who you are. I'm not saying let go of who you are. Uh, but you know, who you are is who you are and all of your experiences, experiences in life has brought you to the place you're at. So by no means before I close out, am I suggesting that you just die and become a new year? You're already who you are. The part of you that has to die is the part that's holding you back. The part that has you stuck in a time capsule. That's the part that has to go. All right. So um, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, follow me at Von DiCarlo at, on Instagram and Twitter. 
listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, all the places that you find podcasts. You could go to CoachVaughnPodcast.com for links to everywhere you, you want to find me and listen. Uh, even the Patreon page if you want to uh, support there. And the whole nine yards. Uh, come out and see me do stand-up comedy. Uh, where am I at next? I, I don't even know. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You know, I, I post stuff there. So anyway, I had a fun day. Um, it was a rough one, but I, I love these epiphanies and I'm always excited to share. I hope you got something um, out of out of this podcast today. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, we're all just human, right? And just because you had two, maybe two drinks, that don't make you an alcoholic. <laughs> maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should have one, maybe two, maybe ten drinks. Nope, not going to do it. I'm just joking. I do not play around with the addictive side of my personality because you know what? I can't. If I can't put down a donut and some Oreos, what am I going to do with some uh, alcohol and weed? I'm not even playing that game with myself. Um, anyway, another time for that. I hope you have fun listening. Uh, leave comments and feedback, please. Uh, it, it it helps me understand where we're at in this podcast uh, process. And I do plan to continue doing the, the, um, the live version. Let's talk about it live. Coach Vaughn podcast, let's talk about it live. Um, that was really fun. The very first one featured um, some really dope comics and a special guest where me, Mike Yard, Dave Temple, and Alex English were four comedians. They they were my co-hosts and I was we were talking to Garen James and it was a very interesting fun conversation about male gigolos. <laughs> so um I posted it up on my Patreon page first, of course, and then eventually um it'll be released to the general public on um, YouTube and on my regular, again, iTunes, iCloud, I mean, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Um, but it's for the patrons first. Uh, next one, I've, I don't know who my guests are going to be, so I can't um, drop the T on that just yet. But the next one is just is going to be just as fun. Um, we're going to have different comics and a different guest and let's talk about it live should you know grow from there and we'll see what happens so anyway enough of me yapping and yapping and yapping away i'm gonna go be great you go be great thank you for listening to the coach vaughn podcast i'm your host vaughn DiCarlo, carlo aka coach vaughn and coach vaughn is out